With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We make way for Ian Rappaport, NFL Network Insider. You can follow him on Twitter, at RapSheet, and you can uh, see Ian on NFL Network's NFL Game Day morning, Saturday and Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, Ian, thanks for joining us. Where are you philosophically on the Eagles situation? I wasn't that offended. I mean, I was watching like everyone else just kind of, I mean, there was so much coaching stuff going on. Gase got fired during the game, but I was, I was watching and all my friends, a lot of Giants fans, friends from home, from high school were all pissed and everybody was freaking out. And I, I couldn't find the anger and annoyance. I mean, the Steelers left all their starters home. The Bills played a bunch of backups. They just, I mean, the fact that Nate Sudfeld was bad isn't, I mean, it's the Eagles' fault because he was on their roster, but it's not totally their fault. I mean, I don't, I couldn't find the anger. I don't know. I just, I couldn't find it. Yeah, I understand that the Giants want to see, you know, a, a fully equipped Eagles team and they want to go out there and win and put your best, you know, effort forward. But, Ian, we're going to run into even more of these games when they add week 17. More meaningless games where more teams will be resting starters. So the NFL can't, you know, Sal Palantonio yesterday said, you know, the NFL should investigate the Eagles. I don't know how you investigate that, right? I, it, it's, Which, I mean, yeah. Hey, did you try you, to win? I mean, right. I mean, so Doug Peterson says, yeah, we tried to win. And it's like, well, yeah, but you also tried to evaluate for next year. Whatever you were trying to find out on Nate Sudfeld, you probably found out. I would also say this. I loved what Joe Judge said, too. Like, his, the Eagles did what was best for their team. They evaluated players. They got a better draft pick, which I don't think they were trying to do, but I'm just saying they played a lot of not good players, and that's what happened. Um, they did what's best for them, and I think Joe Judge's message is something that's going to resonate with Giants fans, and I know it has already resonated with Giants players. They both did what's best for them, and I am really okay with that. Yeah, I hope Joe Judge doesn't go 12-4 and four and rest his starters uh, next year 
you know, just just want to let Joe know if you plan on being around this game a long time, chances are it's going to come back and bite you there. But um, the openings that we have right now, the best opening, in your opinion, is where? See, everyone says the Jaguars, right? Because you got the number one pick and you got all the money and you got actually multiple uh, draft picks and you got a patient owner who's lived through several years of Doug Marone. I would say the Jaguars is a very, very good opening. I kind of feel like the Chargers is the best, though, because like the Jaguars are going to draft a quarterback, presumably Trevor Lawrence, but we'll see, um, especially if it's Urban Meyer, we'll see. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is a great prospect, and I think a lot of people think he's the best prospect we've seen in, in quite a while. We've not seen him on an NFL field. I have seen Justin Herbert on an NFL field. He is very, very good. He is, I mean, really good. If I'm a head coach, I wouldn't mind taking over that because first of all, you got a defense, you got some players. That is a really good personnel group. Tom Telesco does a great job of GM. They got talent. You're really just coming in with a chance to go to the playoffs your first year. I love the Chargers job. Yeah, I do too. I'm with you on that because I I have my quarterback. I do have some star players. Uh, you know, they haven't been healthy, but I do have star players. I don't think there's an inordinate amount of pressure on you with the Chargers because you're in Los Angeles. So you can go eight and eight and people will go, all right, all right, we're starting to rebuild here. You're the, you're the second team in, in that building. And it just feels like you could go in there and kind of ease into that job. You go into Jacksonville, you get Trevor Lawrence. Now, all of a sudden, all eyes are on you. Like, all right. And if it's Urban Meyer, now, you know, people are going to expect greatness out of Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and I think the Urban Meyer rumors, um, which, let's be real, I stoked a little bit with my reports on Saturday and Sunday, um, are true. He's They're interested. He's interested. I would consider him the front runner. They got to go through the process. But right now, I would say there is a legitimate chance of that happening. That is going to be... You know, when, when media is allowed to do human things again, like travel, um, everyone's going to be at their training camp. We're going to go live from their camp. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. It's going to be – sorry, let me turn my phone off. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields uh, or Justin Fields, and everyone's going to be there. And, look, Joe Burrow was a great quarterback, okay? He was a very promising rookie. I thought he did a great job. They won very few games. It's hard to have a rookie quarterback come in and win a lot of games. Jags might be much improved next year and go six and 10. That is a hard situation. Chargers easier. And I know that uh, the report is out there that Urban Meyer uh, would be getting maybe $12 million a year. Is that? I, I don't believe that's true. Okay. I mean, he's going to, he's going to be richer than I am. Um, I, 12 million is not accurate. You know, he deserves a lot. He's going to get a lot, but that number is uh, not relevant from what I understand. And then the Jets situation, what do you do at number two? And you have Sam Darnold. Um, how, how, uh, how good is that Jet, Jets opening? I'd say it's pretty good. Um, you know, there are some questions, though. The, the roster needs a lot of help. Um, they are not talented at all. And I think for Darnold, you know, he, he played well enough at the end of the year that my gut is if they want to trade him, which they probably should do, um, you'll be able to get a second rounder plus or a late first rounder for Sam Darnold. That's fine. That's a very good investment. Early first round, started for three years. Then you get a late one coming back. Then you have more first round picks and they have plenty. Um, it's just historically they have not been good. 
They need to fix the building still. They need to kind of come together a little bit, I would say. Um, and then there's the what happens when Woody Johnson comes back. And honestly, I don't have the answer to that. That's that's a question. He's Ian Rappaport, NFL Network Insider. Eric Bieniemy going to have his choice of these jobs? Uh, I hope he gets a job. I think he's deserving. He's going to get you know several interviews. I know he's already got some. I think he actually interviewed yesterday, Lions maybe. Um, I think he actually interviewed twice yesterday. He's a really good candidate. It is time. I hope he gets a job. Um, but the problem is, you know, these are there's six jobs. Let's let's assume for the sake of this argument that Urban Meyer ends up in Jacksonville, then that's five jobs. It just takes one owner to make the independent decision that this is your guy. The odds are still not with him just because there's so many good candidates. So I'm not convinced he gets one. Mm. I just know he's deserving and Honestly, I kind of hope he does. It's just there's a lot of other really good candidates, too, and that's a problem. He's older than Mike Tomlin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, my my buddy Tom Pelissero does a list of sort of up-and-coming coaches, and he says, all right, if you're 40, you know, if you're older than 40, you're not on the list because, you know, like I'm older than 40. I'm not up-and-coming. I'm just old. Um, you're old, too, by the way. Um, no offense. Um but Eric Bietemi hasn't been on the list in forever, but people think he's still up and coming. Like he's, he's been there, but yeah, it is time. And I start to look at these quarterbacking situations here and, you know, you start with the jets, what happens? We have this influx of first round draft picks, potential first round draft picks, but then I've got guys like Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mitchell Trubisky, like there, this is, these waves of quarterbacks, you know, it keeps happening. We always say, boy, we haven't seen this in a long time. Here's another wave that's coming. And we thought the wave last year was big and, and lasting, and it, and it probably will be. But what do you expect to happen with some of the veteran quarterbacks? Yeah, I, last year was a weird anomaly, I thought, because you had Brady and Rivers and legit quarterbacks changing teams. We're going to see more of that this year. So here's my early, early, early read on the situation. Okay. I have a hard time imagining that Stafford or Matt Ryan gets traded because think about it. The trades happen in March. That's when you get the value. That's when you clear the salaries, figure out what you can use in free agency. Trades happen in March. The Lions and the Falcons are not going to know who their quarterbacks are in March. They probably know in April when during the draft, but they're not going to know in March. So I don't think either of those guys gets traded now because you're not going to trade them without knowing who the answer is. Um, is it possible Garoppolo gets traded? I think it's possible. Um, they came out and said yesterday that they expect him to be back. Um, <laughs> I would say um, we'll see. Uh, I would expect him to be back unless they get a better offer or a better answer, like all of us. Um, and then, you know, Carson Wentz, I think there's a real chance he gets traded as well. Indy would be a, a really good option for him. But, I mean, we're going to see a lot of movement uh, and a lot of needs. I mean, who, what are the Saints going to do at quarterback next year? That's a big question, too. I mean, there's, it's going to be a very interesting offseason. Wait, you don't think they're sold? That, that Sean Payton's not sold on who's uh, Drew's replacement? Oh, I mean, I, I would just say, and I don't want to get an angry call from Sean Payton, um, my guess, based on my eyeballs, uh, and what I know is that they will probably be looking for a quarterback next year to compliment Jason Hill, <laughs> who they also love. They love him. I know they love him, but... I'm not sure he's the quarterback of the future there. He's not a starting quarterback. I mean, I, I just know when I talk to defensive coordinators, head coaches, general managers, watching Taysom Hill, 
They were intrigued, but they were definitely not sold. Oh, I'm intrigued, but I think Jameis Winston is more of a NFL quarterback, and and hopefully he got this you know hands-on tutorial from Sean Payton and Drew Brees, and maybe that'll help his judgment when he gets on the field. Let me leave you with yeah. this: Have the Dolphins seen enough of Tua? Where they're they're convinced they got the right guy? I think so. Um, I have not heard otherwise. Okay. And but but I want to say this: like, if you have an opportunity to get better at quarterback as a team you should take it. It's your responsibility to take it. Right. So I, I cannot say I almost looking at the quarterback situations across the league. There's only like 10 where you'd say they are done. Right. Like they're done. They're not taking a quarterback. Um, I would say for the dolphins, I think they are done, but I'm sure they're going to evaluate all the quarterbacks in the draft. I mean, Tua is a rookie. Most rookie quarterbacks don't play. And if they do play, they're not good. They make mistakes. They throw interceptions. They look bad. They don't get the offense. The problem with Tua is we saw him play. Um, so I think they are sold, but I would not necessarily bet my life savings on. Good to visit with you as always. Thanks for joining us. I know it's a busy time for you. Thank you, Ian. All right, back to my phone. Take care, man. That's Ian Rappaport, NFL Network Insider. You can see him on NFL Network's NFL Game Day morning. That'll be Saturday and Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. 
Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Chris Fowler is going to be hosting the Heisman again tonight for the uh, 27th consecutive year. Chris will be hosting, and uh, showtime is at 7 Eastern on the Mothership. And then Chris heads to Miami to call the national title game Monday at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Chris joining us from the uh, lovely confines of uh, Bristol, Connecticut. People have heard about Bristol, Connecticut over the years, over the decades, Chris. For those who have never been able to go to Bristol, Connecticut, could you... Give us a snapshot of Bristol, Connecticut right now on a Tuesday morning. Dan, I know much more about the campus than the actual town of Bristol, because as you know, it sits right on the edge of Southington, right on the, uh, the DMZ between those two towns. <laughs> so I, uh, I can tell you all about the campus, which I haven't been to in a couple of years, by the way. This is my initial visit here. So every time you come, there's a new building. It's very quiet, very deserted, very spooky. But it's gleaming and beautiful. And I tell you, they did a hell of a job. I was a little bit skeptical. You take the Heisman out of that intimate setting in New York, and obviously it's a virtual ceremony. Past winners will be on screens as well, the finalists. But they did a hell of a job dressing up the studio, which I think has the, the fantasy league show <laughs> normally in it. They've, they've blocked that off, and they've got a beautiful-looking room uh, for this kind of one-time-only home of the Heisman. Can you give us uh, a look out the window? There. Do you really want to look at the view here? <laughs> yeah, I think just now th this is, is this the Radisson Hotel or has it been renamed? It is now the Doubletree. The Doubletree. I, I, I asked for and they gave me a room with a very special view. Okay, now that's the elevator testing shaft. Yeah, this, is the, this is where, this is the Otis Elevator Building here where they, it's tall building in the middle of these hills where they run the elevator up and down to test them. We have a construction, I don't know what's going on, but they're building something over here and you can see the parking lot's rather empty, so. That, that is your snapshot Thank you. of the 06010 you asked for. Do you remember your first day on campus? Yeah, absolutely. I, I looked about 11. Um, I was in to do a high school sports show called Scholastic Sports America. I had been a fan of the network since it signed on in, in 79. So this is 86 when I arrive. And they're like, who is this kid? You know, walking around in a T-shirt. And you know, I, I was like, there was Berman, there's Lee, there's Tom Meese. These were the early guys that, you know, I, I stayed up and watched Sports Center, and, and I thought when they called me to work here, they were going to put me on Sports Center. I said, oh, no, 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 we got something <laughs> special planned for you. You're going to hit the road uh, and coach and, 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 you know, work 40 weeks during the school calendar doing high school features. But I, I love that, too. And I, yeah. I, th I think the one I remember is when you featured Emmett Smith. Yeah. For some he was reason, the first football player we profiled at, at Pensacola Escambia. Yeah. And he, he became kind of like a, a lifelong acquaintance. It was, it was very cool. All right. So um, the, the game plan tonight. Um, now, when do you get the envelope? It's the same as usual. Uh, I don't want to know ahead of time. Okay. Nobody on the show knows who wins. You just don't want to have that. But the commercial break before the announcement is made, um, I do get the results then because sometimes there's been a lot of suspense and you just don't want to be caught completely off guard because in case the guy gives a short speech, I have to step in there for the interview. So you want to let your eyes kind of look at the page and see what's going on with the voting. So in that break before the announcement, I'm not on camera in that segment until after their name is read. Then I find out. The biggest question you have tonight, aside from who's going to win is, is what? Well, I have my stress ball here. I haven't needed it yet, but I, <laughs> my, my biggest concern is we all do the – everything's on a screen like you and I are right now. 
but you just want everything to be buttoned up technically. You know, all, all these guys, you know, for a minute here, my biggest concern until I read something this morning was that Nick Saban's practice was going to run into our show because plan A, nobody knows this, but plan A for Alabama was to have Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, and the rest of the Tide practicing for the championship game right up until about 6 Central, 7 Eastern when this show starts. And I'm thinking, are these guys going to like, are they going to have time to towel off after practice? Are they going to come in sweats? So they, you know, Devontae Smith's a sharp dressed dude. He wears these tailored suits, the bow ties. That's how he goes to the games. And I thought, can you let the guy and put a suit on? And Matt, can you, can you let him at least dress up? Because it's weird to be practicing for the ultimate game and have this potential life moment for one of them be like minutes away. But I, I was told this morning they moved practice earlier. I don't know what it took to make that happen. But now these guys can chill. They, I know they're going to be there on time. So that's that was my biggest worry. Is Saban going to join you? Yes, he'll be part of the show, as will Dan Mullen and and uh, and, and Dabble Sweeney, the coaches and the families. You know, the two players whose seasons are over, Trevor Lawrence and Kyle Trask. It's a very different deal. You know, they they can have their family there, the coaches. It's going to be at their team locations, but it's a different vibe than two guys who are still in the court of sort of the Alabama bubble of getting ready for the game uh, next Monday. And you've been doing this such a long time. We love to hand out that Heisman in September. We love at the like beginning of October. And, you know, I, I came in, I forget how many weeks ago, and I said, Devontae Smith is the best player on any football field that, that he plays on. I don't know if he's going to win the Heisman, but he, to me, is the difference maker for that team. But, you know, I, I, it's when you start to handicap this, what do voters see and what, they, what should they be looking for? So let me ask you that. What should you look for in the Heisman candidate? Well, it's simple. It says most outstanding player on the ballot, right? But that's open to interpretation. For me, I always look at you know, what would the team be like if that guy weren't there? What, what would he? What would it mean if he was out? You know, and I, I think we, we saw with Lawrence what it meant for Clemson, for example. I don't know where Florida would be without Kyle Trask, but it, it, it wouldn't have been in a New Year's Six Bowl game battling Bama for SEC championship down to the final couple possessions. That's for sure. And then the Alabama guys, you have to judge. You know, there's the offense is so good. Yeah. I mean, we're having this conversation. Are they as good as LSU last year, which I think is the best college offense I've ever seen? I mean, you, you Smith, Jones, and Harris, and that offensive line, that Jones stays pretty clean in the pocket a lot. But, you know, you said something about Devontae Smith, and I think it's interesting, Dan, in this year that's been so different where the rules are just basically tossed out, I think there is more momentum for voters to look beyond the usual quarterback stats and say, first of all, Devontae Smith has amazing stats as a receiver. I mean, phenomenal stats. Every good team they faced, no matter what they threw at him, he was off the charts. And the better the DB he's across from, the more he embraced the challenge of figuring out a way to beat that guy. And so I, I think there's – you've seen lots of people endorse him. Lots of guys have said, you know, Demonte Smith is the best player. Maybe this is a year to do that. I don't know if that's the way the voting is going to go, but I think people would consider him a slight favorite at this point because there's been that late-season momentum you talked about. What is it, 800 800- Voters? More than 900. Nine, yeah. 900 voters. Yeah. Where I, they voted? Now, people think they didn't vote after the after these bowl games, okay? They voted after the conference championship games. That didn't change. So you can't factor in what you saw on New Year's Day and, and the other bowl games. Yeah, because if you did, then Devontae Smith's your Heisman Trophy winner, right? 
Well, it certainly would have hurt the case for Lawrence and Trask. I'll say that. Well, the Bama guys just kept rolling. I mean, Smith had three more touchdowns against Notre Dame. That doesn't count in, yeah. in, in the voting or how we statistically evaluate. But those guys, I, I don't think that Heisman should ever be given a, out after the playoff anyway. You, you, you can't make it an award that's that's tilted that much toward the guys who had you know the final award. That to me is you'll never have a guy winning off a non-playoff team if you did that. He's Chris Fowler. He'll uh, be hosting tonight for the 27th straight year. Chris hosting the uh, one-hour telecast on ESPN, the Heisman Trophy ceremony. It starts at uh, 8 Eastern. Uh, Well, whenever Nick Saban wants to start it. 7 Eastern. 7 Eastern. Okay. (laughs) I got 8 Eastern here. Do you? Well, tune in at 7. Yeah, tune in at 7. Okay. Let me change that. 7 Eastern, national title game, 8 Eastern. Yes. Okay. Yes. Or whenever Saban wants to show up for tonight's tonight's uh, ceremony, as you we move forward, hopefully we get back to whatever normal is calling a game. You know, Herbie called you know last week from home. Does the pandemic, as we move forward out of it, does it change broadcasting in you know games you know on site? I hope not. I mean, I enjoyed being on site for a lot of years, and there's an experience that's special. A lot of the stuff that is fun about the job, I'm I'm the last one to whine, believe me, but the contact with the coaches and players in person hasn't been there. You don't get to watch practices. Everything is a screen. Everything is reading. In the booth, you know, everything is a screen. You can't have a spotter near you. can't have a stats guy near you. That's all the COVID protocols. Everything is a source, right? You just look at all these screens like you're – air traffic control, you miss a lot of the human contact. Our crew can't meet, you know, in a room. Everything is a Zoom meeting. And I, I miss I miss that contact a lot. I mean, I don't like the idea of having to call play-by-play off a TV screen. We're going to be doing that the Australian Open because of all the complications of going to Melbourne at this point. We're going to be doing oh, wow. tennis off a TV. I, I know a lot of guys have done great work. A lot of my colleagues – have not been uh, able to go on the road and call games. So they, they, they call these games Rennie games. I don't know why they're called Rennie, but that, that means where they, that everybody's kind of virtually. Dan, there's, there's teams that have done football games this college football season. who Guys have not met each other. Play-by-play play and analysts have never met, yet they're calling games from their respective homes. Now, Kirk and I, this is our 25th season together. So it helps when he's in Nashville, I'm in the booth, to have that kind of oh, chemistry that have built up over a quarter century. I was wondering in um, the the hit on Justin Fields, like what kind of information can you get? Uh, would it have been different if if everybody was in person and they, you know that? Because I don't know if there was ever a medical update on Justin Fields with that hit. Oh, you mean what what what's, what he might have sustained? Yeah. We, we were told that they they got the the uh, X ray room ready at halftime. So you're thinking, oh, they're going to go look at his ribs. But it wasn't for him. He didn't get x-rayed. And he admitted after the game he took a couple of injections, or at least an injection, which you need to get through the pain. Because you saw how he was grimacing there. When he got hit in, I thought, I thought, oh, my God, that's broken ribs. Or maybe they had to check for a kidney injury. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, they're not saying what the injury is. I mean, Justin didn't attend the interview sessions that we had set up and that the CFP had set up yesterday. Maria Taylor was supposed to talk to him. He didn't make that appointment. So obviously that sort of raises concerns. I mean, Ryan Day says he expects him to play. I would certainly hope so. But, you know, there's going to be a certain amount of cloak and dagger before the championship game. And they're not getting down there till 
maybe the day before. So you're not going to have eyes on many practices, if any, uh, to check that out. But, I, you know, God, he's got to play. <laughs> he just has to play. Is Herbie going to be on site with you? Yes. That's the plan. <laughs> I mean, hey, Dan, this is hour to hour, brother. I, mean, I know. Yes. But he, he will have cleared protocol. He is going to be on site. I, I don't want to do a championship game. I hope I'm on site, man. I got. I probably got... I don't know what, like two, three more tests. I got a passport before I get in the booth. I've had 54 this year, if you're counting. 54 COVID tests. Are you 54 and 0? <laughs> I am undefeated. You're undefeated. But I'm not I'm doing all humility. I'm not, I'm not doing the victory dance. I'm not yeah. spiking the ball in the don't end zone. Don't be taunting. Until the 12. I, 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 I don't, I don't want to you know, flag you for uh, you know, taunting. It's the announcer jinx. You just, you just gave it to me. <laughs> uh, while I have you, the uh, Steve Sarkeesian situation here, uh, how does that affect Alabama in the national title game? But what do you think of the hire for Texas? Well, I, I think Sark will handle his business calling plays, and he better. He has to. And you you couldn't take him out of the equation. I was talking to Smith and Jones as part of my prep, and you know they were they were relieved that he was going to stay on and, and call the plays. You cannot disrupt that engine at this moment. I mean, guys have done it before, but he's the play caller. He's a huge part of that. And you know him him matching wits with Ohio State's defense is, is a big part of the game. Texas is a really hard job. You got to be a politician. I've talked to Mac Brown. Who, who was, you know, the most successful coach there post Daryl Royal. And you have to navigate your way through some very murky, choppy waters. Everybody in Texas who's the trustee down there gives a bunch of money. They all want to be Jerry Jones Jr. And they want to have a say in the program. There's a lot of stuff to deal with, but beyond coaching football. And I, I hope Sark um, can manage all that stuff because, man, he can, he can call plays and he's a good recruiter. And, and I'm, I'm happy to see him. You know, he's had, he's had two sort of like redemption trips back to Tuscaloosa with Saban. And I, I think he's I, – I feel uh, – I like him a lot, and I feel for what he's had to go through off the field. And I, I hope that part of uh, his life is conquered forever, and, and I hope he has great success in Austin. He's uh, Chris Fowler tonight at 7 Eastern, the uh, Heisman Trophy ceremony, and then 8 Eastern on Monday night, the national title game. Who did you vote for, by the way? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, okay. That, you know? All right. All right. My, my bad. I'm 27-0 and not revealing my vote. Can you imagine? I mean, and this, for once, they're not in the same room, but I'm, you know, you can't, you can't say, say who you voted for and then go out there and host the show. Come on. But good try. Okay. I mean, I think I'm 0-27. Uh, <laughs> who did you vote for? You, you have a vote? Yeah, I voted. Okay. But I'm not and allowed to some... tell. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're not, no one's supposed to tell, actually, right? You're sworn to secrecy. I think it... They could come and take your ballot away, right? Well, they did ask, you know, because I do, you know, tell people on the show because I said, you know, hey, I watch a lot of football. I take this. It's a great honor to vote. And, uh, you know, that you sh- I, I almost got into a fight. This is a Heisman fight with Craig Sager years ago in Miami outside <laughs> the Clevelander Hotel. OK, so we both have beers in our hands and. uh I said to Sager how disappointed I was in the Heisman voting because a freshman should be able to win. Adrian Peterson, to me, I thought deserved the Heisman Trophy. Okay, so three minutes later, we're 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 nose to nose. We're going to fight over Adrian Peterson. Uh, should he win the Heisman Trophy? Pauly had to jump in. <laughs> True story. Sager and I were going to throw down oh, over man. Adrian Peterson. 
I'm just I'm just picturing you and Sager probably had a plaid sport coat on uh, with beers at the corner of 10th and Ocean ready to throw down yeah. about a Heisman vote. Yes. It's just, yeah, I I, and I think his what what color was uh, was that salmon colored jacket fuchsia. fuchsia he had a fuchsia colored jacket on <laughs> he's a big guy could you imagine police showing up uh, what's uh, what's the argument about Adrian Peterson oh uh, as you were go ahead you guys can throw down I've seen plenty of beer fueled fights at that exact location I've spent many years <laughs> in Cleveland there my friends used to own that place and that that was a that was a hangout but that's a great memory you get oh, visual picture you give me thank you for that Dad. uh have fun tonight as always Chris we appreciate your time and good luck on uh, Monday night as well thank you sir appreciate it that's that uh, Chris Fowler be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick show weekdays at 9 a.m Eastern 6 a.m Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming and when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. We make way for Daniel Jeremiah, one of our favorites, NFL Network analyst. He is the uh, color analyst on radio for the Chargers and a former NFL scout. You can follow him at uh, Daniel Jeremiah on Twitter, at Move the Sticks, host of Move the Sticks podcast, along with Bucky Brooks, who joins us on the program. Daniel, thanks for joining us. Uh, I wanted to have you on to talk about the Chargers opening here. I think it's the best opening. But I want to know what you think, even though maybe you'd be territorial here, but how good is the opening head coaching uh, vacancy? Well, I agree with you, Dan. Uh, I think it's number one on the list. And I, I think when you, you just look at it, and, and you can make a strong case for Jacksonville because you have the first overall pick, the extra picks 
the salary cap money. I get all that. And, and we can say, and I believe it, that that you feel really good about Trevor Lawrence being a really big-time player. But there's still – that's not a 100% slam dunk, as none of these picks are. Justin Herbert, I've seen it. I've seen him throw for 4,000 yards, 31 touchdowns on an NFL field against NFL competition with an offensive line that's not great. So I know I've got a young stud at the most important position. Um, that's where you first start, which would get you excited about the job. And then when you look at the other pieces in place with, you know, with Keenan Allen, um, you look on the on the defensive side of the ball with Joey Bosa at the first level, Kenneth Murray at the second level, and Derwin James coming back at the third level. I mean, you've got a lot of good uh, players in place there. So to me, I think it is uh, clearly the best job out there. If I said you could have Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence? Well, right now I would take Justin Herbert because I know it. I've seen it. There's no guesswork there about how he's going to play. He's played at an elite level at the NFL, on the NFL stage. So um, while I, I'll have a higher grade on Trevor Lawrence coming through the draft process, I mean, now I can't, I can't pretend I didn't see what I saw. <laughs> have you seen enough of Tua? Look, I, I, no, I, I think two of that, that uh, jury's still out. I think we can do two things. I think we can stamp Justin Herbert a hit without having to make a decision on Tua. I think we can allow that to breathe a little bit before we decide whether or not uh, that's the, you know, that's the right pick for them going forward. I do agree though, that with the third pick in the draft, the Dolphins need to do their homework on these other quarterbacks. And if there's one that they, that they feel like is a much better player than Tua, then yeah, they'd have to consider that. But I don't agree with the philosophy of, well, we didn't see enough from Tua, so just throw him away and we have to take a quarterback. We had David Pollack on yesterday from ESPN, and, and he said that he thought that Justin Herbert was, that Oregon ran the wrong offense for his right. talents. And, and maybe I, I, the same with Clemson, with Trevor Lawrence, that are, it, it's not middle of the field, it's all on the sides. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, it was interesting because you start to question things, right? You look at your evaluations, and then this year's so weird, Dan. I'm I'm having to go back and watch more of last year's tape on these opt-out guys, right? Because they didn't play this year. So I find myself watching more of Justin Herbert. So here I am calling their games on Sundays, and then on Tuesday I'm doing draft prep, and I'm seeing Justin Herbert. It looks like two different guys. I mean, yeah. it didn't look like the same player. And it was a lot of bubble screens. Look, they, they ran the ball. It's Mario Cristobal has a philosophy. He's an offensive line guy. They want to be physical, and they won the dang Rose Bowl. So, I mean, he did his job. Um, but you did not feature Justin Herbert in that offense the way he could have been featured with what he can do down the field. I mean, it was that Kansas City game from the first game. I remember thinking, like, holy crud. I, never, I didn't see this. Like, this is a whole nother level. Yeah, and I, you know, I know that we shouldn't do this, but we do this, and that is Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are hits. And Tua, yeah. we're not quite sure about. And I said, you know, we have to give him a little bit of time because he's playing it tentatively. And, yeah. you know, here's the thing. And you know this better than, than most people because you were an NFL scout. I don't know how to assess the greatness of a quarterback based on, like Mac Jones. He's yeah. going to have four receivers, you know, Alabama in the last two years ago in the first round. And, and <laughs> the, the best receiver on their roster is a guy who's probably is not going to play. Devontae Smith probably wins the Heisman, and Waddle was yeah. considered the best receiver there. So how do you assess the talents here? Well, this is not something that's new. I mean, when you go back, I remember, you know, somebody sent me a text. Somebody in the NFL sent me a text after two had struggled a little bit and said, hey, are you at all worried this is Matt Leinart? Um, you know, somebody who was surrounded by so much talent, and then you had a tough time separating between what's him mm. and what's his supporting cast. 
And I thought, look, it's a fair question. You know, I think, um, look, I think Tua has a little more twitch in his body than Matt did. And there's, you know, but there is some of that difficulty in the evaluation of being able to separate what's around him. But I go back to, you know, look who Deshaun Watson was throwing to during his career at Clemson. I mean, there was studs all over the place, but you had to be able to separate and say, okay, even with all that around him, he does some special things. Um, but that that's the, the thing that's so hard about this job, Dan. And you flip it around on the opposite side and say, well, Josh Allen completed 56% of his passes at Wyoming. Well, look who he's throwing to. Look who he's, who he's got. Um, so that's what it's – I know a lot of people like to sit back and think this thing's pretty easy just to say this guy can play, this guy can't play. There's a lot you got to sort through. But if we redrafted that draft with Josh Allen? He'd be the first one. Yeah. But what was it? Because I was told – and, you know, when I got this information on Sunday and I came in on Monday and I said, guys, I'm not – I didn't even tell the Danettes. I said the, uh, the Browns – I know who they're taking number one. And they're going, oh, this guy, this. They, no one said Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And, and then I, I said, yeah, but I, I, I don't know if it's a smokescreen because I thought they liked Josh Allen. Yeah. And then I realized that Josh Allen may have been the smokescreen here <laughs> and that they were taking Baker Mayfield. So what, what was the apprehension of, about Josh Allen? Well, I think there's – look, Baker had a higher floor than Josh. So you knew with Baker, as much football as he, he'd played and where he was in the process, you know he was going to step in. Now, he might be banging his head on the ceiling year one, but you're not going to miss on him. You know, you're going to get a good player. Whereas with, with Josh, it was like, man, this could hit huge. I mean, you could have John Elway on your hands here. But there's also – it's going to take some time, and there's some risk involved. And I think with that number one overall pick, they were sitting there saying, we, we've screwed this up for, for so long in Cleveland. We've got to get more of the sure thing, which they felt like Baker was. So it was just a floor-ceiling argument. Look at Josh. I was there for Josh's first start. It was against the Chargers. And to see the ground that Josh has covered from when he first started that game to where he is now, there's a reason why Brian Dayball's you know, on every coaching list here to get interviews because they've done a phenomenal job of taking that raw talent and developing it into really kind of the, uh, the envy of the league right now when you look at his age and what he's able to accomplish. Talking to Daniel Jeremiah, the NFL Network analyst, uh, if you're the Giants, or I should say the Jets, what do you do? Yeah. The Jets GM. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, look, it <laughs> – Here's my – I'm a big Sam Darnold fan. I, I love Sam. I had a huge grade on Sam coming through the draft process, and I still think that he's got a chance to be a really good player. But to me, it feels like a natural reset button here. You're going to bring in a new head coach. You get an opportunity to bring in a new quarterback. You start that rookie contract over, and off you go. You kind of – the clock starts right now, right? If you're Joe Douglas – um, this is your hire. You bring in your coach. You ha- you didn't pick Sam. You bring in your quarterback, and now you're judged on this going forward. That, to me, makes the most sense. Now, the thing that's fascinating is if you would ask me a week ago, I would say, well, man, this points to Zach Wilson when you look at how he played this year, and he's so exciting, man. The throws he can make, um, there's a lot there. And then Justin Fields goes out and plays the best game of his life. Um, and now you're left saying, okay, let's, let's take our time here. Let's not rush this. Let's see what happens here against Alabama. Because if he goes out there and torches Alabama, Dan, I'm having a little bit of flashbacks to Deshaun Watson where – if you remember that year, his last year at Clemson, there were turnovers, you know, a decent amount of turnovers down in the red zone. He did not have a real clean year, but his closing argument was what he did against Nick Saban in Alabama was a darn good closing argument. And Justin Fields is going to get the same opportunity. And it's strange, though, when you, we were aghast, we were up in arms when you know, we realized the Bears were passing on Deshaun Watson. I don't yeah. remember anybody going, can you believe they passed on Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> it was Watson. Not yeah. Mahomes. Oh, yeah. 
And I think that's, you know, Ryan Pace gets a lot of grief for the Trubisky pick. And everybody, for the most part, points to the Mahomes side of it because he's been an MVP. But to me, the argument was was Deshaun because Deshaun had the track record at that, you know, had played a, a high level throughout his whole career. Mahomes was fun to watch, but he was – I wrote it in my – I went back in my notes. I said, this is all screens and scrambles. It is fly by the seat of your pants, and it is up and down, and this is going to take some time. I mean – Pat went to the perfect place for Andy Reid and Alex Smith to have a year to just kind of pour into him and and kind of polish him up, and then the rest is history. But I don't think that was – I think that's revisionist history if you look back on that and say, man, how did you not take Patrick Mahomes? But the fact that Sean Payton was going to take Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you had Sean Payton. You had Arizona that liked Mahomes. Um, but I, I think that – most teams, if you were to kind of pull them through that process, Deshaun Watson would have been the number one quarterback for the majority of teams. And I don't know that Mitchell Trubisky would have been number one for, for many at all. So that, but what do you do with argument. Trubisky now? You, you made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It feels like the Bears are in no man's land with their quarterbacking situation. So here's the kind of the challenge there is everybody wants to get rid of people, but they didn't want to tell you who they're going to replace them with. So who's your better option? You're in no man's land in the draft to get somebody that's going to come in, in my opinion, to be better than Mitch right away. Um, you, you've got a weird situation because you didn't pick up the fifth year option. And you've also got Allen Robinson who's up. So like if, I, if I'm looking at it from Mitchell Trubisky's standpoint, I, you know, I don't know what I'd have to look up what the, what the uh, franchise tag number would be. Um, but the Bears, if they franchise Trubisky, they're basically saying goodbye to Allen Robinson because he's going to go and get a bunch of money with these teams that need weapons. So if I'm if I'm Trubisky, I'm saying, hey, here's the the uh, number. I'll come in with a guarantee just below that number, and I'll sign a contract. But I'm going to have incentives that can lift me up beyond that number, and that would free you up to franchise Allen Robinson. But they're in a little bit of a mess there with that one. You work with the Eagles, the Browns, and the Ravens. You were a scout for them. But let me ask you what the Eagles were doing with Nate Sudfeld and when they were doing it with Nate Sudfeld. Just explain that to me from a football perspective, a front office coaching perspective, because, you know, us fans have given our opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's – you know, there is something to it, and it's been done in the past where at the at the end of the year, maybe in the last game or two, you want to get a look at some young players. Um, and that's fine. If you if you come out in that game and say, look, we're going to start this last game. Nate Sudfeld's been here for four years. We want to see what he can do. We're going to start Nate Sudfeld in this game so we can look at him. To me, it wasn't the issue of Nate Sudfeld playing in that game. It was when he played. To me, it would be like you're on a concert tour, and you say, we want to give this kid a shot. Yeah, well, he comes out before the, the three other acts before the main act. You don't, you don't lead up and then drop this new guy in at the, at the, at the prime portion of the show. And that's kind of what happened with that. I, I don't have a, a problem with him playing in that game. I just think it was executed extremely poor. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it's that it, the, the analogy would be you come out for an encore and mm-hmm. Nate Peterman is the guy you come out with the encore. <laughs> you know, you want to hear Stairway to Heaven and you got Nate yeah. Peterman or uh, Nate Sudfeld, I should say. Uh, yeah. Nathan Peterman, same, same guy, isn't same it? Same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, great to talk to you as always. We appreciate your time. Real quick, Dan. uh, Last time I was here, you said nothing behind me football related. And I said, what am I going to do? Put an App State helmet behind me. It's going to also give me credibility. And you said, well, maybe it would. So I doubled up. I went went one App State helmet over one shoulder and another App State helmet over the other just for you. 
I still don't know what the wheel. It looks like a movie projector. Yeah, it thing. looks like Mickey Mouse ears when it's over my head. Yeah, it's too. not a I don't good know. Look. I don't know. It's, they got set it, designers for this thing, Dan. I don't know. It, I don't know. It, it, it's like a boutique. I like. It's just a weird. Like, are those flowers real? The flowers are fake, and I don't even know how to change a flat tire. So to me, like having gears behind me is a little. It's not very authentic. You know. It, it's like the the wheels are turning. I think is that what they're trying to? Is, is that's what happening here? When I ask you questions, I can see the wheels turning, even though they're see, not. See, when, when I look at it, I think of a movie and film, and I think mm. of a flop, and I just think of all the guys I've got wrong going into the draft, and it just <laughs> I'm reminded of it every time I look over my shoulder. You got mouseketeer ears. That's what you do. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate you, buddy. All right. Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network analyst, the Chargers radio color analyst. You can follow him on Move the Sticks, at Move the Sticks, and that's the uh, podcast as well. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at highfivecasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at high the number five casino.com. High Five Casino.